Hey, it's episode 80 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker. My guest today is top talent agent Courtney Peldon. She's going to talk to us about pilot season and what it takes these days to break into showbiz. So you want to make sure you stick around for that. But first, I want to talk to you about the sponsor of Motherhood in Hollywood. That's right. Motherhood in Hollywood is sponsored by Olin Organic. Olin Organic was founded by two moms from the fashion industry, and they realized they knew more about what was going into their wine and food rather than the clothes that they were putting on their kids. So they decided to design and make their own children's clothing. They use 100% certified organic cotton, which is way better for the baby and for the environment. Here's a cool thing. All the fabrics are free of bleach, silicone, formaldehyde, all those gross, yucky chemicals that are typically found in common traditional baby clothes. All of the Olin Organic clothes are designed carefully with soft seams, printed labels on clean, modern, unisex designs. I'll tell you guys, I have a few of their pieces and they are just beautiful and also just so soft. If you want to know more about Olin Organic and how you can put your baby in softer, better clothes, go to OlinOrganic.com and type in the code MIH10 at checkout and you'll get 10% off your order from Motherhood in Hollywood and Olin Organic. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hi, friends. Welcome to Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker. I think I already said welcome earlier, but that's okay. You can never be too welcoming, I suppose. Um... That's what uh, that's what my mama always taught me growing up in Oklahoma. Let's all just be welcoming. Maybe. I don't know if she ever said that. Um, <laughs> I am really excited you guys are here. My guest today is one of the top theatrical agents in the biz. Her name is Courtney Peldon. And uh, full disclosure, she's also my agent. And um, that's why I'm saying she's the best. So Courtney is on the show today and I really wanted to talk to her about pilot season and about making it in show business today, making it in the entertainment industry today, because Courtney grew up in the business. She has been on a ton of shows. Uh, Home Improvement is the one that I remember the most, (laughs) Um, but she's been around the business for a really long time. She was a child actor, very successful child actor, and transitioned into other sides of the business and now has really found a passion for being an agent, being a talent agent. And I loved hearing her perspective, first of all, because Courtney is not a bullshitter. She tells it like it is and from her perspective. And some people either like that or they don't. I happen to really like it because I'm not an actor who needs to be told, no, you're really pretty. You look really skinny in those pants. You know, like I don't need that BS. I like it. I mean, as as long as they're not like being hateful, you know, nobody Nobody, nobody likes to be told something like really mean. But anyway, I digress. Um, I'm so excited because Courtney is going to share with us her insights on what it takes to make it in Hollywood today. And I think you guys might be surprised to hear from somebody who is on the front lines 
about what exactly it takes. And also, you guys, she's a mom. She just became a mom last year. And I think her perspectives may have changed a little bit. So I kind of love hearing that. And I love what she has to say about being a talent agent and also being a mom and balancing the two. So stay tuned for that. Good times ahead. Around my house lately, of course, we're still like in shock from all of the buzz of the YouTube video that went viral. It's had 3 million views so far. And that's just on YouTube alone. And this is the video of Channing opening up a, um, a gift for Christmas. As you may know, we got her a cat. Uh, the cat jumped out of the box before she saw it. And um, anyway, the rest is now internet fame. And it's been a lot of fun. Like we've gotten to be on some great shows. We've gotten to be featured on a ton of websites all over the world. So um, it's pretty overwhelming when uh, people embrace something you do. So make sure you're following my subscribe to my YouTube channel because I'm going to be posting updates and fun things we're doing there. Because one of the things that's come out of this is we decided we were so blessed and so like blown away by everybody's um, uh, generosity and kindness really of embracing this moment with our family that we decided to give a portion of the money that we're making off of this video to the Animal Foundation, the Animal Rescue Foundation, where we adopted our cat, Gracie. It's the Santa Dor foundation or Santa door animal center, excuse me, in Los Angeles. So, um, if you want to watch the video a few more times, great. That'll only help us be able to provide more money for this, um, shelter. So yay, helping animals hashtag adopt, don't shop. The other exciting things that are happening around here is we did a massive purge of Channing's playroom, as I think a lot of parents are doing right now. Just getting rid of stuff she doesn't play with anymore, stuff she hasn't seen in weeks and months. Um, really just cleaning overall. This is the week I think a lot of people are sort of buckling down and getting organized. I know I am trying to because I'm hoping with pilot season coming up <clears throat> that things get busy for me in that area and I start auditioning more and going out more for pilots and, and TV shows and whatnot. Uh, that's the dream anyway, right? So I want to use this time to stay organized and get on top of stuff and just kind of kind of get my ducks in a row, if you will. Um, really quickly, before we get to the interview with Courtney, I want to do a couple mom mentions over on Twitter. I want to say hello and thank you for following me. These are my new followers over on Twitter at the Sad Mommy Blog. Thank you for following me, and also uh, at Franco Art. Thank you for following me, Adele Green and Natisha Anderson. Thank you guys so much for finding motherhood in Hollywood. Also, if you will please take a moment to find me on my other social sites. That's Motherhood in Hollywood on Instagram and on Facebook and you can follow me uh, on my website motherhoodinhollywood.com where I post all kinds of things pertaining to parenting and the entertainment industry uh, all over there but more importantly please subscribe to the show if you've not subscribed yet to my podcast what are you doing what is happening with your life? Do it right now. Just stop listening and subscribe and then come back and listen again. Um, and then leave me a review, please, if you would. Um, and uh, say nice things. That's all. All right. That is it for my mommy monologue. I want to share now the interview with you from a theatrical talent agent at Aqua Talent, Courtney Peldon. She has wonderful things to say about pilot season, uh, being a parent and actors. Are you ready? Can you make it in this business? I don't know. Let's find out. Here's Courtney. 
well, congratulations. This has been a big year for you. Yeah, yeah. It's been um, it's been probably the happiest year of my life. Oh, I yeah. love that. <laughs> you became a mama this year. I did. And she is how old? He is how it's old? It's a boy. Yeah. He is almost eight months, about seven and a half months now. And his name is Sebastian. He was born in May, and it's every cliche in the book. Really? It's a miracle. We love him. He's the cutest <laughs> baby ever. <Yeah. laughs> Were you surprised? Did it catch you off guard? Or did you? was it motherhood always something you knew you wanted to do? No, I always knew I wanted to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was more about meeting the right person to do that with, who I knew it was going to be forever with. Um, and then when when we met, I think we picked Sebastian's name on like our fourth. That's my son. We picked his name on like our fourth date. Oh my god! <laughs> like gosh. we just knew, and we've been. My husband's my best friend, and and just it's just such an amazing person, and and I couldn't imagine doing this without him. <laughs> yeah. So you knew right away. You were like, "This is love. We're making babies." Right. Yeah. Almost right away. <laughs> and you know, look, I'm getting up there, so. <laughs> It's like if it's gonna happen, it's gonna have to happen soon. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was something I I always knew. And funny, I always wanted a boy. Like even when my sister and I were little, and we would play with dolls, like mine was always the boy doll. So oh. it's kind of funny that I have a yeah, son. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, ever since I've known you, you are such a hard worker. You are so focused on your career, mm-hmm. and you work constantly. Yes. Um, how are you finding? that has changed at all has it changed at all for you like what what has um been the biggest effect on your career you know that's a it's a really good question I have said many many times and especially to uh the owner of of Aqua Lawrence and I I said to him you know both are my babies I have a baby baby and I have a job baby and they both matter to me equally but just in very different ways Mm -hmm. one has my heart and one has my head and I just find that you have to find a balance and you have to when you're home it is all about your family and when you step into that car and you're doing rolling calls and you're getting into the office it is all about work and I think because I've been doing this since I'm a toddler (laughs) I just know how to compartmentalize and I know how to prioritize I'm extremely dedicated and focused but I can be dedicated and focused to multiple things and I think it's kind of a falsehood when we tell people you have to make choices and it's one or the other you know becoming a mom or a dad there is never a convenient time it's never a good time but you know when you know that that you want it and you're with the right person and you're ready to go you just do it and realize that you can find balance you know I what I do is extremely um fascinating work it's amazing work it's not you know as we always say we're we know we're not doing brain surgery this isn't rocket science you know so I can put all of my time and energy into this and then when I go home it's all about my son um, you mentioned that you've been doing this since you were a toddler, because mm-hmm. I know you were a child actor, a child star, if you will. <laughs> um, why did you want to stay in this business? Because I know some kids, when they grow up through the business, they're like, oh, I just want to be out. I want a normal life. What is it about the business that sort of keeps you interested and keeps you going? It's always been my normal life. You know, it's I never had a different life, so there was nothing to miss, I guess. And we've seen people go one of two ways. You know, there are the people that have been in this since they're kids, and they stay in it, and they find success, and they find their path, and they're great. You know, and then there's people that start in the business and veer off and, and have very negative feelings or experiences about it. And a lot of that comes from your parents. And 100% I had supportive but also 
very uh, parents that were very focused not only on my and my sister's education but keeping us educated about the business you know it was never something that my parents were like you're gonna be stars you know it was always very much about if this is what you want to do it's a job and it's something I do try to impart to my actors while it can be artistic at the end of the day it is still a business it's still about making money and it's still a job and I think that's something that ethical um, standpoint that I was raised with and, and a business mind is what's helped keep me sort of grounded and focused and you know I don't drink alcohol I just never have ever since I was young it's just not my thing I'm not into it I don't like it um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not going through any programs I just don't like it um that's you the know, assumption was, in Hollywood oh, is like completely. oh she's not drinking anymore she's been uh, right right she I'm went clean out to promises now. in yeah. Malibu <laughs> no I just I don't I think because I grew up so deeply entrenched it was just always something that I saw negatively affect people's lives so I went the complete opposite direction I don't drink smoke I've never touched a drug a day in my life nothing I'm I yeah I, I play Dungeons and Dragons some, I'm super boring you, yes you play Dungeons oh, and Dragons oh I did yeah I'm a gamer I was a comic what? book nerd I was a Dungeons and Dragons nerd yeah Courtney, yeah that's amazing I yeah. didn't know that it's so gross it's it's yeah well before it became cool with the internet I was just a geek so. wow I don't believe I mean I've have a hard time believe that you're this like gorgeous blonde hair blue eyes like superstar. yeah well it's it's a, thank you but it's definitely your um, inner nerd is I don't I don't out. the the outside was very constructed for the industry yeah um, and the inside was always definitely I'm very very introverted I'm very uncomfortable talking to people I'm very really? it's all very everything I do other than being at home is literally performance-based because you have to put yourself in a mindset of you are comfortable you are confident you can walk into that room yeah but it's not intrinsically who I am. I'm fascinated <laughs> by that because you the first time I met you you're so just like ballsy like here tell it like it is it's that New York a little yeah. bit of New York in you uh -huh. and like I love that and yeah. I love that you are a straight shooter honestly yeah. Um, but not mean. Like, I think there's some people in the industry that are like, I'm going to tell you what's what, but it, there's no um, kindness to back it up. You know what Thank I mean? Thank you. Well, it's, it comes from experience, and I yeah. think people see that. I'm not just saying things to say them because it makes me sound cool or mm -hmm. I feel like I'm on the entourage show. It's because, <laughs> I, which I was, ironically, um, but I, I'm saying it because I can tell you from a passionate, tangible, visceral place, I have lived, breathed, eaten, slept this business since I'm a toddler. There is no nothing you're going to experience I haven't already been through mm -hmm. so I can walk you around the pitfalls that people and former reps and, and people I knew in the industry did not help me walk around and it's only because we didn't know you know yeah. nobody I, I always felt like I was poking around in the dark and I never was given any clear direction so I feel as an agent I can be the agent I never had I can be the one to kind of guide you down this path both with my male, but especially with my female clients, because I've been there and I live and I continue to live it every mm -hmm. day in a very male dominated side of the industry. Um, you said something one time to me in our meeting that you um, when you're looking to fill your roster and mm -hmm. you're looking for clients, mm -hmm. it's not just the leads that you want that you mm -hmm. go after that you want to have all your people in every part of a show. Mm -hmm. Um and I think it, because we were talking about character actors and filling in the world and that sure. sort of thing. Um, do you think that there is a place still like one of the questions I got online was about people who are older, who mm -hmm. maybe don't have a fleshed out resume. Um, is there a place for them? Can they still find work? Is it too late? 
You know, it's funny. This business has more work now than it ever has. Mm-hmm. Certainly when I was a kid, you know, considering when you, you talk about all of the cable networks, almost 500 cable channels, all of the online stuff, all of the indie work. So I will, it's a two, I, I will be very honest in my answer and it is a two-part answer. Is there work to be had? Yes, absolutely. Age doesn't matter. I am bold enough to say resume really doesn't matter so long and this is the other part as people are willing to be realistic so if you are an older actor doesn't matter what your age is maybe you're more character maybe you're more leading man or woman but you don't have much of a resume well then you have to say to yourself whether I'm 12 22 42 62 I'm starting fresh I'm starting at the bottom just like you got hired as an intern at Mm -hmm. at a company and you must work your way up so anybody that goes well I'm older and I want to be the lead and I'm not willing to do what it takes to get there, and I don't have a resume, no, you're probably not going to work. That's the honest answer. I think but if a lot of actors don't understand yeah. that. that. That's a huge yeah. concept to be like, know your pl- know your place. That sounds really snobby, but, but know your place sort of in the industry. Just be real. I'm realistic. Yeah, be realistic. I, I have actors on major series, as series regulars, and I've got actors that are literally, you know, I just graduated high school, now I want to be an actor. You know, I, I take... I consider myself an umbrella agency. I take anyone at any age, at any ethnic, any gender, anything, any ethnicity. I, meant. I was going to say ethnic type, and then <laughs> right, I right, cut right. myself off. Right. Any ethnicity, <laughs> any gender, anything, as long as I'm dealing with business-minded professionals first, talent and artistic second. I want to deal with business people at any age. Don't I, I've got a seven-year-old that I think has more business sense than some of my adults. Yeah. Um, I want to, and and as long as I deal with people that are being realistic about their place, because I have to be also. Yeah. I could be really snobby about who I think I am and where I deserve to be. I've been in this business over thirty years. I'm the head of a theatrical division at a major boutique agency. I could be like, forget it. We don't do the one-liners. Mm-hmm. But I want my I want working actors, not professional auditioners. And there's a big difference. I want my actors paid for their time and it doesn't matter if it's a hundred dollars a day to do a great role in an indie movie a thousand dollars a day to do a great co-star and a credit they desperately need up to a major top of show guest star series regular I want my actors working not just auditioning and there there is a difference yeah is there I think there's also a difference in the mindset like you said it's a whole business level of professionalism um so many actors are focused on the artistic side of it you know they want to be you know their craft and I feel like a lot of the business side of it gets lost they don't want to be that cutthroat you know uh going after things they think the agents and the managers should do that or just discover them and you know this goes back to one of the very first things I said in this interview Mm -hmm. which is it is not real it's not reality to believe things have to be one way or the other we do not live in a world of everything's black and everything's white we live in a world of grays this falls under one of those gray areas I want my actors to be artistic that's why you're an actor that's why you got into it I want you to be creative that's what you're doing that's why you're here but if you're willing to if that's all you want to be then do it for free Right. Meanwhile, everybody wants to be artistic, but get paid Tom Cruise money. Right, so right. that's there is no dichotomy here. It's all one and the same. You can be artistic and creative and amazing and, and flesh out characters when you book a job. When mm. you're on that set, that is your time. That is what you have trained for. But getting there 
is a business through and through. And I am, that's why I always say business first, because the bookings don't come first. The auditions come first, unless you're Tom Cruise. You know? yeah. <laughs> so because the auditions come first, that's the business side. Once you book, be artistic. Yeah. So it you cannot choose to be, um, uh, uh, you can't you you cannot be purposefully uh, in denial about the fact that it is both. Business, Otherwise, yeah. you would just do it for free. Yeah, exactly. Don't just yeah do um, it in your backyard. Don't get paid. <laughs> yeah, just just do it for just free. Just perform. Yeah, Shakespeare in the Park. Um, <laughs> I want to ask you too about uh, typing. Oh, and, and oh, let me just go, go back to that real oh, quick. Sure, sure. And funny enough, something that isn't often talked about is being an agent is actually an extremely creative job. We, it I'm, is cutthroat. I've heard you say that before, and I'm and I never understand what you mean by that. Yeah, what do you mean when you, when you say that? Again, business first, creative second. Getting my actors the job, getting those auditions, getting them those callbacks. I spent over an hour last night on the phone with a major casting office, and this morning we just got the offer because it wasn't quite going to swing her way because she's not a professional. She's a professional dancer, not a professional singer. It's a major new show and a role, and she was like all excited about it. And it took a lot of talking and convincing to get them around to where. We actually got the offer this morning, but there—that's the business side. That's the ruthless, cutthroat. Do whatever it takes, as long as it's legal. Do whatever it takes to get your actor the job. But once we get the offer, that's when you can be creative. Because I—I have done some of the most amazing, artistic uh, deals uh, for clients that I—that I think are are that can possibly be done in this business. I have thrown in su such amazing perks and there's ways of figuring out how to make sure that the production can keep their a certain contract, but also get your actor more money. There's also ways of figuring out, even if they're a local hire, how to get their hotel and flight covered. There's so many ways to be creative and artistic as an agent. Mm. But again, it comes second. I got to get my actor the job first. Otherwise, who cares how creative I could be with a deal? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. And the actors have to do their job, too. Yeah. <laughs> and get, and get yeah. in there. So I want to go to, um, well, first, wait, I want to ask one more question about. Sure. Um, when you think of being a Hollywood agent and, and you know, now you're a mom, how have, how has the industry sort of changed their perspective? Do you think on moms and actor moms, like in terms of, um, I sometimes have to take my daughter to auditions with me. Mm -hmm. Probably shouldn't tell you that. No, I, <laughs> I think that's amazing. I, think I that's probably great. shouldn't tell you that, yeah. but sometimes I have to take her with mm -hmm. me because I don't have childcare sure. or, you know, whatever. There's a lot of moms who are afraid that the casting director is going to um, look down on them or they're not going to get the part or that they'll be considered, you know, like, oh, this lady can't work. She's got her kid with her. There's mm -hmm. like, and still some, they think there's like a negative connotation to mm -hmm. being a mom in this business. Mm -hmm. What is your perspective from this side of the business on motherhood and parenthood, really? I, in, in 30 years of this business, I have never seen, heard, or witnessed somebody not getting a role because their child accompanied them to an audition. You hear that, everybody? Listen to that. Ever. <laughs> that has never been the difference. I would say the only moms that are not treated well or fairly in this business are the moms of children actors. To give up oh, like your life, your the career, for lack of a better term, but or... just just a, a child like my sister and I were kids that went to our parents and said, "This is what we want to do. Can you make this happen for us?" In our in our youthful yes. <laughs> terms, right? And our mom said, 
will give it a shot and I'm willing to give up that time. My mom was a college professor. You know, mm-hmm. she wasn't like just hanging out at home. You know, she not that there's anything wrong with that either. Right, but right. my mom had her own career. She has a master's degree. It's something she worked toward. And she was willing to put that on hold for our possible dream and future and success. And the fact that she went from being a college professor to like being treated very badly and not being compensated, oh. you know, it's it's an interesting side of the business that's never really talked about. The only time I've ever seen moms mistreated in this industry is when the child is the actor, not so when you're an actress that has a child. I've got to say anybody that feels they're not booking for that reason, I mean, Okay, if you bring your child with you to the audition and they scribble all over the walls, okay, <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe. But if you have a well-behaved child or a sleeping babe or something, that is, I understand sometimes people need to give themselves reasons for why things don't work out. I promise that's not the reason. Yeah. In all of the years I've been doing this, I've never heard that once. And that's so interesting <laughs> he- to hear you talk about, too, about how moms of child actors are treated. That's yes. so interesting. It is one of the biggest travesties that continues in the industry. And because children are not at the top of the food chain, it's something that yeah. people don't tend to talk about. But when a parent has a child in the industry, you cannot be a full-time working parent. Where in this climate, in this day and age, we ha- usually people have to have two incomes. Um, you give that up to to help your child pursue their dream. You are not compensated. Your time is not compensated. Parents are treated usually not great on many many sets, and it's more, that's the only time I've seen any sort of negative negativity toward a parent, toward is, a parent. is in that scenario as opposed to. Okay. You know. Yeah, that's interesting. Anyway. So, <laughs> and I witnessed no, it myself yeah, growing I was up say, in this you know industry. Firsthand. Yeah. You know firsthand. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you quickly about pilot season that's sure. coming up. First of all, do does pilot season still exist in the way that it used to four or five years ago? Or is it sort of becoming now where things are cast all year round? There really isn't a pilot season anymore. Uh <laughs> Uh, I get in trouble for this answer. Uh-oh. I know it. Yes and no. Is there a pilot season? Sort of. There will the five majors will put you know NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, and CW will be putting out pilots in starting in January to basically now it ends in March. Um, it will not be to the degree that we are used to twenty years ago. I think since I've become an agent, it's only declined, not increased. Mm-hmm. There are still pilots being made. It's just that most of them are precast. So before Ugh. they ever hit breakdowns, the stuff. core cast is already figured out, offered, deal closed, done. Or sometimes stuff will hit breakdowns just to kind of force a deal to close. So they're trying to close somebody, but they're being difficult, asking for too much money. Blah. There was actually a, a series that's on right now, and this happened last year, where they put out a breakdown. I already knew who they cast, but she was holding out for more and more and more. Or so her they were like, were, here's what we're going to do. They brought in a ton of my – and unfortunately, right. a lot of my clients were like, oh, my God, it's such an amazing opportunity. And I didn't – You can't It was really hard for me. Them. Well, I did because oh, I did. believe in oh, being okay. honest. And I said, go win the room because this role is done win the room because I'd rather you get on the show in maybe a different capacity but be real understand that maybe you shouldn't walk in going I'm going to just prepare for this job think in terms of I'm going to prepare for the show that way because this and as we thought two minutes later her deal was closed and the role was gone of course so it's something that uh that's the reality of of the majors pilot season so when that ends and let's say March early April then there is this little break, and come June, we see a very heavy push into cable pilot and episodic season. I'm still seeing pilots as of today. Pilots are still coming out for wow. cable. Wow, wow. In January, we'll see a few tricklers, but it tends to just be more the majors. 
but throughout the rest of the year, it is cable pilot and episodic season. And that's where most of the up and coming and working actors are going to find their homes. Yeah. That's so interesting to me. That's how the deals are closed. Sometimes even or cast even these shows are cast even before we uh, get a chance to hear about them as I don't say lower level actors, but that's kind of, that's kind of what I feel like sometimes, you know, like up and coming, a working actor, a working actor. Yeah. Yeah. And that should be the goal today. Be a working actor. Yeah. And I think, I hope that that's everybody's goal. So I want to ask you, my friend Molly says, any tips for moms who took time off from their acting career to have kids and now they feel like they're starting over at an age um, where it's extremely difficult to do. I think she means as a slightly older mom, Mm -hmm. um, any tips for somebody who may be starting over after having kids or feeling like they're starting over? Sure. Um, any agent you sign with is going to tell you to take new pictures. It's just kind of the way things yes, are. Yes. But um, get new pictures regardless before you meet with agents. Figure out, look in the mirror, be honest about what you can play, be honest about your age range, about your type. Then think outside the box. Like, you know, it may be you're a, a blonde, 45-year-old, you know, well-put-together woman. Okay, great. You're going to play every senator's wife, every doctor, lawyer, nurse, (laughs) you know. But you can also be a prison warden. You can also be a hardcore junkie. You can do all of these things that, you know, if you just be a little bit of a chameleon with your type and your look, you can do so many different things. Anyway, take, spend money. This this job is an investment that as an actor, it's don't go to your friend and have them take a few pictures and go, aren't these great? Spend money, go to a professional because it will make an agency and casting offices in the meantime, take you seriously as a professional. Yes. And then expect you're going to spend the same amount of money within a few months because the agent's going to tell you to reshoot. That's A. B, if you don't have a current reel and you don't have any footage that you can put together that looks really professional... It is your job to figure out a way. Either write and produce your own web series, maybe be in one of your friends, submit on student films or short films. If none of this is working or you feel it's going to take too long, there are wonderful companies in and around L.A. Create Your Reel. I think there was another one called Relentless. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a bunch of them that you can go to. Pay for it. Have them write you a little reel. It's not going to be on there forever. Casting knows what it is when they see it, but at least they just it's need a to filler. See you, right? Exactly. And it shows you in a few different lights. Real, a professional looking real, not standing in front of a wall reading sides or doing a monologue, a professional real, professional headshots, and it will help you get to an agency get in the door and, somewhere and, and even and some casting offices because you could self-submit in the meantime. Are people still doing casting workshops and like agent workshops? Yes. Are those still happening? They are. Are those worthwhile? I know you've done some before. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you see talent there that you're like, I need to sign this person? And I do. Or is and it very rare? No, it's not even that rare. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I usually request to see comedy because, in my opinion, drama is easier. Mm-hmm. I think every actor knows how to scream, yell, and cry. <laughs> but doing comedy, to me, is actually more of an art form. Mm-hmm. And it takes a certain amount of training to do it very well. That's true. So I usually request comedy, because I not because I don't do drama, and I actually do more drama than I do comedy. I already know you guys can do it. So I usually request that. I have found a lot of talent at a lot of different workshops. And as the head of a division, I can sign and release talent as I see fit. Mm-hmm. So when you come to see me, I have that freedom and ability. I don't know about other agents or managers who maybe don't have that sort of freedom and ability, but I know I do. As far as the casting director workshops go, I encourage actors that want to do them to do them and to meet the casting directors, meet them face to face. That is your opportunity 
not thinking, now I'm going to book the series lead. Sure. That is your opportunity to ask real questions about how that particular casting office works. Take copious notes so that you, it's not about asking general information about the industry. You can, but it's not going to help you in the immediate. I often encourage people to take very clear notes so that when you get that audition, you know exactly what they want, what they expect, and what they want to hear and don't want to hear. And that way you are more prepared for that office walking in. Yeah. Okay. So and here's another question yeah. from Michelle. Michelle wants to know about self-submission without an agent. Uh, does she even have a shot um, with getting an audition if she doesn't have an agent? Everybody has a shot. Obviously, it's going to make you look more... It's a, okay, this goes back to being realistic. What is she submitting on? The series lead on NCIS? Yes. No, it's not realistic. <laughs> are you submitting on short films, student films, web series, things that are attainable? Yes, then it's very realistic. And as a matter of fact, booking those jobs and getting in those rooms and, and getting that tape is going to help you get an agent faster. Um, managers are also another direction to go. If you can't quite get into an agency, there's a lot of managers that are very open to development talent out there. So maybe pursue a manager. At least it looks like you have a representative on your side. Okay. So I'm going to stop grilling you now because I literally, (laughs) I know there's a line of people waiting to meet Courtney. Um, and I'm so glad you took the time to talk to me. This is really so much fun. (laughs) <laughs> so much fun. And I, I know I have a million more questions, but I will save them for okay. the next time. Um, You guys, I'm going to put information up about Courtney where you can find out more about her and Aqua Talent on motherhoodandhollywood.com. And Courtney, thank you again for your time. Absolutely. Thank you. This was so much fun. And I hope you have a great holiday season. And thank, thank you, everybody, you. for listening. Yay. <laughs> Listen right. to me pontificate for yeah, half an hour. <laughs> no, I love it. It's great. It's great. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Have a great week. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. TV. Bye. <laughs> Love it. Mama funny. Balls.